Are you ready to find out how to blaze your own trail? Welcome to the Blaze Your Own Trail podcast with your host, Jordan Mendoza. In this podcast, Jordan interviews people from around the world to find out about their journey to success. If you are looking for valuable content with actionable advice, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Jordan Mendoza. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Blaze Your Own Trail podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Mendoza. I've got a very special guest today. His name is Jax Navarro. He also goes by Plastic Action. And I'm going to give him just a quick second to tell us who he is and what he does. Thanks, Jordan. Um, like you said, my name is Jax Navarro, uh, aka Plastic Action on social media. Um, I'm a photographer. I've been in photography for probably about eight years. It uh, all started with dogs and transitioned into photographing toys where, and that's where I'm at today. So I've been doing that for about four years now. Awesome, man. Well, you know, the thing I love to do on my show is I really want to find out how you have blazed your own trail, right? Let's give the audience that context. So um, where did you grow up? You know, where were you born and raised? And, you know, what kind of kid were you? Let's let's share that with the audience. You know, were you more into academics? Were you into sports? You know, what kind of kid were you when you grew up? Sure, sure. So uh, I was born here in the States, uh, Los Angeles. Um, I grew up in a little town called San Dimas. Uh, made popular by the movie Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, if you know what that is. Classic. Uh, exactly. Um, so it was a pretty small, quiet community. Um, I grew up mostly in San Diego all the way through high school. Um, as a kid, I was uh, fairly shy, you know, um, doing this kind of stuff right here where I'm talking in front of a microphone I wasn't really into. Um, but I was a uh, shy reserve, really chill. Um, but I was really into art and drawing. And um, so I did a lot of drawings when I was a kid. Uh, I was really into Star Wars. Uh, so I did a lot of Star Wars art um, and anything comic book related. So I had drawings of like Batman and um, Superman and all, all kinds of uh, comic book characters. I uh, discovered basketball. Um, I was a big Lakers fan in the 80s. Uh, Magic Johnson was basically my drug into, into getting into basketball. So um, I did some drawings of Magic and some of the uh, Showtime uh, era Lakers. Um, and that uh, kind of faded away as I got into high school. You know, when you get into high school, it's more of like trying to be accepted socially. Um, and so that was kind of the focus is like hanging out with friends and um, going to parties and stuff. So I was honestly, I was a really poor high school student, <laughs> but um, honest, the, the, the thing I remember in high school as far as academics was uh, a, a class called cartooning. And I really loved, really just kind of solidified my love for art in high school. Um, but I honestly, I barely graduated high school. I was just a poor student. I think I graduated with like a 1.8 or something like that GPA. Um, yeah, so that was basically my childhood in a nutshell. Okay, awesome. So thank you for sharing that. And so what was 
what was the first drawing that you did, right? Because I, I know you're going to remember this just because you're an artist and you, you're investing a lot of time and energy into your craft when you were a kid, right? So do you remember that first drawing that you drew that you were just so proud of? You couldn't wait to show your parents, couldn't wait to tell your friends about where you were just like, you know what, man, I, I think there might be something here. There's two, like the, the ones that when I was really young, I, I had a, like a little, um, I think it was a Return of the Jedi art book. So I would kind of replicate that. And I must've been like maybe seven or so. So it was a really, it was a poor rough sketch of like TIE fighters and um, X-wings like battling each other and explosions and whatnot. Uh, so that really stands out. Um, but as I got older, probably when I was 10 or 11 or so, I drew this portrait of Batman. It was the uh, Michael Keaton Batman. And it turned out really well. Like I was really impressed uh, at the job that I did with that drawing. And I was like, wow, I'm pretty good at this. And uh, so that like, got me to draw even more because uh, I show you know I was kind of shy too but I I did show like my 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 family they didn't, didn't really show my friends but um show my family they're really proud of what I did and um so yeah that Batman I wish I still had it I gave it to my cousin who has it somewhere but um that one definitely stands out awesome man and, and that's one man that you, you need to try to figure out how to get that back right like i know that, man. that's the one that uh you know that started it all you know so sure. um so how were your parents right noticing this strength in you right i think it's important this is an important conversation to have i'm a parent you know i'm a father of five believe it or not but, wow you know, my my oldest is 15 and he's you know he's at that age right now where he's trying to figure himself out and you know one of the things that that i'm trying to do as a parent is just find out what his strengths are and make sure i and i invest in that heavily right i'm not really concerned with things that he's not good at right but i do want to invest in strengths because one thing i know about in, investing in your strengths is that if you don't invest in them the strengths can start to diminish over time. So right. I'd love to, to find out what, what was your parents take on that? You know, were they supportive or were they like, Hey, this is cool, but you know, you got to figure something else out. I'd really love to find out uh, how that was. Exactly what you said the second time was, um, they were, it was like, Oh, that's, that's really cool. But you need to like get good grades and find a job and uh, work for a good company that has good benefits. So that was kind of ingrained into my head as an adult. And that transition into adulthood was, was all about that. It was like, okay, what am I gonna do for a living? Because obviously, you know, you hear the word starving artists and all that BS, right? It's all bullshit. But uh, back then, that's, that was like my reality. It was like, you can't, you can't make money off art. Um, so yeah so it was really just focused on okay what can i do to start a career you know being filipino it's like you can be a doctor you can be a nurse you can be an accountant um which none of that really appealed to me but i did go the route of um you know i, I went to a trade school i got a, a a degree in electronics and um 
been in uh, telecommunications for 20 years now. And, um, you know, during that time, that's when I discovered photography. And well, I, I should say I met my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, and she was very artistic. And she kind of lit the fire back into me because it was gone. I mean, it was gone all the way from must have been like 16 all the way to I was about to my mid 30s. And wow. um, yeah, it's crazy. And so when I started dating, you were literally wife, I don't mean to cut you off, bro, but you were literally living as somebody that you weren't. Yes. Right? I mean, like, absolutely. think about it. Like you were you were trying to be you know, the person that was recommended by society or by your parents. And right. you literally like left all this amazingness under a freaking rock. Like you, you let it much. sit there. So shout out to, to your wife, man, for igniting that fire oh, again, bro. Cause your work is when I tell you in the audience, that's going to listen to this or see this, like, it's amazing. <laughs> like like I, I couldn't imagine not seeing it now that I've seen it. I don't know if that, wow. if people have told you that, but like, it's incredible. That means a lot. No, nobody's ever told me that. And um, so thank you for for acknowledging that. Um, but yeah, she um, she was when we were having our, you know, our, our initial first conversations, uh, she would she would talk about some of the stuff she painted and what she drew and, you know, me trying to want to impress her. I, I was like, oh, I used to draw as a kid and whatnot. And um, I drew a picture of her father who had just recently passed uh, a little portrait. And that was like, oh my God, I really miss doing this. And um, she introduced me to photography and that was it. I, you know, photography is weird. Like back when I was a kid, I used to take photos, right? I used to go to Laker games and take photos, but I never thought of it as art. I just thought of it as, um, capturing moments, capturing memories. Um, but it wasn't until her, uh, and I saw her actually taking pictures and getting into these crazy angles and, you know, teaching me, she taught me about composition. And I was like, wow, that's, that's art there. And so she not only lit my fire in the art world, but photography too. That's awesome. And I'm sure that had to have felt good, right? For one, now you get to you know relive this passion right relive this passion that you had really invested in as a kid but also now you you're starting to get educated on the actual art of photography right, right? and so w when did it shift right as you're starting this journey you're you're rekindling this spirit with art when did it shift from just you know taking a static photo to you know what what if something in the photo actually moved? Like, what if what if something else happened? You know, when was that first point when you decided to to do that? Are you talking about the toys itself, or? Yeah, yeah, the the toys itself. Oh, so the way I discovered toy photography was kind of by accident. Um, at the time, I was I was into dog photography. I have my own dogs, and um, I had a, an Instagram account with dogs that was doing pretty well also. And um, I, during that time I was getting, I, I hit a big um, creative block. And so I needed to kind of step back and um, long story short, my wife bought me uh, a little BB-8 droid 
don't know if you're familiar with the the character BB-8 from Star Wars. And it was one of those app-controlled droids. And um, I thought, wow, that'd, that'd be kind of cool to take a photograph of. And so I just, for fun, just created or took photos of this little BB-8 droid. And I thought, why don't I start a BB-8 Instagram, right? Because I don't think anybody's ever done that before. Uh, truth is, somebody has. Like, there was already two accounts with, like, a BB-8 account. Um, but that didn't discourage me. I was like, I'm going to do it anyway and put my own twist on it. And so I started treating this account as, like, a sort of like a pet account on Instagram where BB-8 was, like, its own uh, sort of personality and doing, like, uh, everyday things like going hiking and whatnot um, and that's how and through like hashtags and, and uh, discovery on Instagram that's how I found uh, the world of toy photography um, and I ran into a an account called uh, Galactic Warfighters and what he does is he takes these stormtrooper toys and he's an ex-marine and he recreates some of the old stories of um, what he went throughout in battle and recreates it with these stormtroopers. And it was very, very cinematic. Like you look at these, these photos and you're like, it just looks like it's a movie still basically, right? And um, so once I discovered there are toys, I was like, okay, I'm already kind of doing this with BB-8, so let me just start investing in um, some figures. And the moment I pulled the trigger on one figure, that was it. That was it. It was over from there. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, you you created this page. You stumbled on one that was doing something, you know, taking it to kind of the next level, and then that probably got your creative juices flowing. Where you're like, well, if somebody's brought bringing it here why can't I bring it here, right? So right. what would you say is the first shoot that you did that really, really started to take off, right? Really where maybe you posted it and then you didn't look for a little bit and you just, your notifications were going off on your phone, right? Cause there, there had to have been one that really, you know, set the momentum, right? That, that kept you wanting to keep creating. Absolutely. And it was pretty early on. It was a, it was a scene with, Ray and it's all like in the beginning it was all Star Wars based because that's how I was that's all I was shooting at the time so it was Ray and she was um, slicing a stormtrooper's head off and the photo itself did okay but I posted a behind the scenes on how I accomplished that and uh, and how I kind of accomplished the movement and kind of sold um, how the head was flying off because I used wires and I used uh, canned air to show like the dirt kind of flowing and moving and stuff. And I, my initial um, thought on the behind the scenes because it's it doesn't look attractive like on on the Instagram grid page. Uh, I was like, I just want to kind of educate people on my process and. Um, post it and I'll just take it down after right but it blew up like I think I only had a few thousand followers and it went 
guy. I think it got like 6,000 likes or, and this was early on. I was like, wow, how are people really, why do people like this so much? And um, that was, uh, that was like the first post that, that kind of blew up. And I realized like people got value from it. You know, people really um, learned from it and took whatever that I used and put that into their own work or whatever. That's awesome. So yeah, you know, 6,000 people react to this post, right? That's, that's definitely a lot. So what would you say happened after that? What did you start uh, getting, did your DMs blow up or people reaching out and saying, man, like great job or like, how did I saw the behind the scenes? I still don't know how to do this. And I would love to know, I would love to kind of figure out like what that did for your brand. I don't know if, I got, I honestly can't remember like if, if uh, I got a lot of DMs or I know I did get a lot of questions like what camera do you use? What, um, uh, what lens you use? How long have you been doing this kind of thing? Um, but I remember um, from that point, it just, things just started happening, not immediately, but you know, months down the line, you know, I get, um, an email from Hasbro saying, Hey, we would like to use this specific photo in our Comic-Con booth. And, uh, for, I think it was like 2017. And so that brought it to another level, right? Like, so it starts here and then Hasbro, uh, the first company that I invested in as far as buying toys wanted to use my photo in their Comic-Con booth. Um, so that was like another one of those pinch me moments. Like, is this really kind of happening? Um, I don't know if that answered your question or not. Yeah, but. yeah, no, no, that's that's huge, man. Like Hasbro for real. Like, you know, did right. you think did you think it was a real email at first? Did you have to like double check to make sure? You know, what someone just right. trying to play a prank on you, right? Like, this is this is Hasbro, you know. Right. It, and it's Comic-Con too. Um, right. I was never really into Comic-Con, but I know how massive it is, how international and how many hundreds of thousands of people attend those things. So yeah, and, and Comic-Con is obviously the main, but there's also awesome con. There's all these different events right. that happen, you know, throughout the year. And, um, you know, so, so getting your work featured there, was there ever a point where they wanted you to, to like come to the events as, it's kind of a person to be showcased for your work. Um, no, I never got that opportunity, but another company, um, Bandai, uh, who creates their own action figure line called Tam- Tamashi Nations uh, or SH figure arts. They're, uh, they're, they're from Japan. Like that's where the figures come from. And, um, they, offered that they said hey you along with some other toy photography artists we want to have you and showcase your work and we want you to sign photographs for for fans and that was another one of those things like what i mean do i have fans (laughs) you know that was that's like my number one question i'm like do i have fans (laughs) that would recognize my work so that was pretty surreal. That was an awesome, that was an awesome moment. Uh, definitely one of those things that I'll never forget. That's fantastic. Yeah, so where, where did you have to go for that? Did you have to go to an event? 
was it like an invite out to an event to go and meet with these fans and then speak to them and sign their autographs? That was at uh, San Diego Comic-Con also in 2018. That's awesome. Yeah, and what the cool thing is, uh, it was not only me, but it was um, uh, a handful of people that I knew within that toy photography community and on Instagram that I had met. So uh, it was, it was awesome for me, but to also share that with a group of peers. Yeah, no, that's cool. And it was kind of like, a, so it was the first time really you guys have all connected in person and everything. So it was kind of a cool right. meet up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. That's very cool. Uh, and so, you know, I, I know, you know, your work has been featured by, uh, you know, some uh, amazing organizations and companies. I mean, I, you know, I've seen on your, your profile, you've been featured by uh, Bleacher Report, which is massive. If you're a sports fan, I think everybody yes. has to, has that Bleacher Report app. So, you know, what has that been like for having these, you know, obviously <laughs> Hasbro and Bandai are really big in the toy realm, but now we're shifting, right? You're starting to shift and work with some brands that are elite, especially in the sports world. So, so what has that been like for you and and how's that kind of change for one probably it's lit in the fire even brighter for you right like you've gotten even more excited about it so what what has been uh, the difference for you so far it's been incredible i'm just incredibly grateful to to be able to experience that um because i'm i'm a sports fan number one and number two i'm a wannabe geek so like um yeah i love star wars i love a little bit of marvel but for you know i don't know the backstories i don't read the comics but there was one point where i knew every jersey number on the lakers and i knew all the names of every nba player uh so i'm a huge sports fan so to so that first feature with um espn was like that was a life changer for me because you know, to be recognized within your own community. And when I say that, I, I mean like the toy photography community, that's huge. Like to know like your own peers, like really respect your work, that's huge. But when it goes outside of that and it, get, it reaches different audiences and uh, it takes it to another level, right? And, um, and especially me being uh, a huge ESPN fan, you know, I used to watch SportsCenter as a kid religiously and and I was, you know, so into like Dan Patrick, Stuart Scott, all the old school dudes. Um, that just made it that much more special. Yeah, I bet, man. That's that is amazing. That's awesome. Uh, you know, we were talking a little bit, of, you know, off air about, you know, how I actually came across your work. And so I was on Instagram. I follow a guy that most people know by the name of Damon John, you know, creator of FUBU, one of the sharks. And I came across a video where, where he was interviewing you and talking to you about plastic action and, and all the amazing things you're doing. So I would love for you to give the audience some context, you know, have, how did that even come about? You know, like, did he reach out to you? Did you, someone on your team reach out to him? Uh, just give the audience some context about it. Cause it was a really cool conversation. Yeah, sure. So, um, it, the first interaction with Damon John and his, and his people was, uh, a couple of years ago. So this was, uh, shortly after the whole ESPN, uh, feature, um, because I, I got a lot of exposure from that and I was uh I was sitting I remember it was like a Friday 
uh, evening, late afternoon. I was I was at home. I uh, just got home from work. Was with my wife, and I was just scrolling through Instagram. I see this follow from uh, the Shark Damon, and uh, it caught my eye, right? Because the name is striking. I'm poor with names. I watch Shark Tank. I'm poor with names. I didn't know. I'm gonna admit this. I didn't know who Damon John was. I mean, the name, right? Uh, so I saw the blue check mark and start looking into his account and I was like, oh wait, this is the dude from Shark Tank. Um, so I tell my wife, I'm like, babe, you're not gonna believe who started following me and show her my phone. She's like, oh my God, it's the dude from Shark Tank. And shortly after I get a DM, like five minutes later, I get a DM it says, hey, Jax, really love your work. One wanted to see if uh, you'd be interested in uh, talking with, with the team about potentially being on our podcast or doing some work for, my, for us. And I was like, absolutely. Um, and I just remember shaking at that moment because uh, that's just how my body reacted. I don't know what caused it to, but it was just like, all, maybe it was the amount of pressure, but uh, I just remember like my body uncontrollably shaking. Um, but it was cool. Like I, you know, the next day I uh, had a, uh, a phone conversation with his entire team, not entire team, because he's got millions, probably like thousands of people, but uh, uh, his team. And um, we just talked about um, doing some some work for him. And so the initial work for him, I did because he has his own little uh, action figure. I don't know if you've seen it before. It's on one of my older posts, but um, he has his own action figure from Shark Tank. And so I kind of created a couple scenes surrounding the Shark Tank environment. Uh, he, he really loved, the team really loved what I did. And, um, you know, he had a new book coming out called Power Shift. And he wanted to kind of bring out some of those principles and uh, wanted to ask me a couple of questions um, surrounding those principles. And that's how kind of that interview came about that you saw. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. I appreciate that that backstory. You know, I, I think uh, for for most of us out there, you get a guy like Damon John to to follow you and then you know DM you shortly after. I think most people would probably be shaking. So I think yeah. <laughs> you know that how you were feeling. You know, I I think it was very warranted. You know, so that's yeah, uh, okay. that's super cool. But again, it's just you know, it's a testament to one your wife for you know rekindling this spark in you. Right. right. So, you know, you, we can't stop and give her enough shout outs because like you have this amazing gift and these abilities and they literally sat dormant, like exactly sat, sat dormant, you know, and and now that they've been able to surface, I mean, like you've just been having an amazing, amazing run that I don't see really ending anytime soon. And so what are, what are some goals that you have? I mean, you've, you've had this amazing exposure and been on these amazing platforms and worked with some amazing brands, but like, you know, what it, what is the goal that Jax has? Like, what do you have for yourself? Um, you know, over maybe the next handful of years from now. Well, my, my number one goal is to leave, um, to leave my job that I'm working at, nine to five job that I'm working right now, because that is taking uh, a lot of my time. And um, it's very, uh, I don't wanna say hard, it's, it's, it's mentally challenging to get out of that mindset. Um, 
that's uh, basically 40 years of programming that I have to kind of undo because there's a lot of fear in like leaving the stable paycheck and whatnot. Um, but I'm on my way, like I see it happening. Um, but as far as like goals for plastic action, um, it's a good question. Like I, I, I see, I see my work, um, worldwide in galleries. I see, I see, I see very influential and wealthy people owning my pieces and hanging these pieces in their home. Um, I also see creating something, whether it's a toy line or something related to toys. Um, I see, um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting. I, I know like the, the focus right now is just to stay like laser focused on photography and see where that takes me. Um, right now I'm, uh, a lot of the, where the income is coming from with toy photography is, is creating content for brands. So, um, so I'm going to ride that for a little bit. Um, that's been challenging and fun in itself, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. I just, I just want to keep it fun. You know, I don't want it to feel like, like it's work, like it's a job. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes, makes a thousand percent sense. And, you know, I was thinking like, when's the movie coming out, bro? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> think, think big picture. I mean, you know, because I think with your creative ability and the fa and what you've been able to put together, you know, whether that's a movie around these characters that you've created and you've partnered with people, or maybe it's a movie around the story behind how the whole thing, you know, came to fruition, right? Like, let's right. swing for the fences here. Why not? You know, I, mean, I like that. Like, like, listen, over the last, what, three years, these crazy things have been happening that if you had asked yourself 10 years ago, you would have been like, there's no way. Right. So why not swing for the fences, man? Like, why not That's have. True. You know what I'm saying? Live, a live action, plastic action film. I mean, <laughs> I would I would buy that ticket, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's funny you bring that up. Like stop stop motion animation is something that, uh, that I really want to learn. That is an art form that is, is mind blowing. Uh, just to be able to take these static figures and create animation with it so that's right yeah i've done one took me probably about two weeks to create 16 seconds but it was fun it was fun yeah i'm sure i'm sure it was you know just being able to know what you had to put in to get to the end result right, right? like right. you know two weeks for 16 seconds you're like holy cow that <laughs> takes a long time you know mm -hmm. awesome so um what is um what's i think the biggest lesson you've learned so far on this journey right because the the journey you know from i think an outline outsider's person's perspective to me it looks like it's just been a bunch of fun and games and and you know ha being able to work with these amazing people but there's probably some lessons that you've learned right some some lessons of maybe conversations that didn't 
get the results that you wanted to get, right? And maybe ones that did, and, and there's gotta be a difference in how those conversations went. So I'd love to just share maybe some lessons that you've learned along this journey so far. Hmm, lessons, that's a, uh, I have to think about that for one for a second. Um, could be lessons, could be takeaways, you know, like, you know, maybe, you know, I didn't think I could do this, but this company says that I can, so I definitely can. So maybe I learned something about myself, you know, going through this whole process. Well, one thing that this art has gotten me to do was really focus on like the, like personal development and how, how my, how my mind works. Uh, I discovered, uh, I don't know if you know who Bob Proctor is. I think if you watch The Secret, you know who he is. Yep. Uh, but I discovered his work and um, have been uh, kind of his student for the last, how long has it been? It's almost going to be a year in August. So, um, God, like his, just being exposed to his knowledge and just, just hearing him talk has been life-changing for me just because it kind of explains my fears and like how basically how I prevent myself from not doing something you know sure. uh, because it's uh, it's pretty much everything is fear-based you know when I don't want to when I, when I don't think I can do something it's just all based on fear so um, definitely uh, just having a higher self-awareness has uh, has been key for me. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I think and, and self-awareness really is everything, right? I mean, because, you know, if you're not a, aware of how you show up, right, um, then how are you going to help and serve other people, you know? And that's, right. you think about emotional intelligence, right? The, you look at the four buckets of EQ, the first one is self-awareness, right? How do you show up? The second one is self-management. Now, how do you manage your emotions? And then it goes into right. uh, relationship management and, and how you show up in social settings, right? And so, yeah, self-awareness is foundational, you know? Uh, if, you, if you don't know exactly how you're going to show up on a daily basis, it's very hard to get ahead. Right. And I think all of us have these, you know, self-limiting beliefs. I, you know, I can remember, uh, about 15 months ago, I started creating content on LinkedIn and that was like the platform that I focused on. And I remember being stuck and in a place where I just, you know, I have this expertise in sales and leadership and marketing, but I never, I never knew that people would be interested in it. If that makes sense. Like I always thought like, who's going to want to watch me on video? Who's going to want to read my post or my article, you know? And it, and it took somebody else to see something in me that I didn't see in myself. Right. Probably right. similar to your wife where you met her and you started talking to her and all of a sudden she's like, well, why can't you do this? And you're like, why can't I do it? You know, right. it's just amazing right. what happens sometimes when people come into our lives that can really help push us past these self-limiting beliefs that we have. Exactly. Exactly. And just you just having this conversation with you has really uh, reinforced and opened up like things I need to, to look into and just, you know, throw, throw away, you know, those, you know, those limiting beliefs that you talked about. Um, 
because uh, you know those paradigms just always it, feel, it feels like the more you progress the more those things kind of pull back at you and try and get you back to that comfort zone you know yep that's exactly it man and you know the when we're in our comfort zone, it's comforting, right? That's why it's called a comfort zone because it's easy, you know? But right. if, it were, if it were easy, like everyone would be doing it. You know what I'm saying? So, right, um, exactly. So, you know, the fact that you're on this podcast interview, that's, that's going to be growth. Like you're going to go back and listen to this episode and say, wow, if you would have asked me a year ago, would I be doing interviews like these, right? The, the answer probably would have been maybe, right? I, I might commit to it, but I might not show up. So you're already taking action now. And that's, you're going to see that growth down the road. Yeah, the funny thing you say that because I'm, uh, I don't necessarily enjoy doing these interviews because uh, it's not that I don't like having a conversation with you, obviously. This is, uh, this has been great. It's just more of the, um, you know, I don't want to sound stupid or I don't, um, I don't want to be in the spotlight. You know, I like being behind the scenes kind of thing. So, um, so I appreciate you inviting me on just because like you said, that's growth right there. So the next podcast, it's funny. I did a podcast earlier this week too. Um, so going into this, it's nerves were still there, but the, it wasn't as nerve wracking as my very first which was a couple of years ago. I remember that very first one, I prepared probably for about two weeks and I felt like I was gonna throw up before I got on, you know? Now I feel like I don't really, I just go on and this is the conversation that we're having. And if I screw up, I screw up, you know, just laugh at it. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's about having a conversation. That's what it's about. And, and I think for me and for this particular show, I want it to be as organic as possible. I want us to be hanging out and just having a conversation because to me, sure. that's where the real value comes from, right? It is Agreed. actually getting to know because for the audiences listening, prior to this, we've spoken on Instagram via DM. Like literally, right. so right. so I'm actually learning these things about Jax the same time as the audience is is gonna learn. Well, a little bit before because this will be a few weeks out from being published. But that's that's the beauty of having organ organic conversations. Is you know I don't know what you're gonna say next. I I have no clue, right? Uh, but hopefully it's gonna be about um, you know giving me answers to the questions that I have about your journey, and that's. You know, your journey's been, uh, it's been amazing, man. It's been cool um, really learning about it, you know, learning about the people that have uh, been impactful for you. That's been really cool to find out. And then also, you know, what some of your goals are and your aspirations, you know, you, you want to be doing this full time, right? And again, I'm sure that down the road, what this looks like is going to change. It's going to have to shift and it's going to have to, you know, there's going to be changes to the dynamics, but ultimately uh, what it sounds like is you want to work for yourself. Um, you've just got to get there. Right. And that's part of the personal development journey is having that confidence, right. In yourself, right. In your abilities. Like, but for me, like from the outside looking in, right. And th again, this is just me from my perspective, is you should already this should already be your thing you know and, it, and it's funny right it's, it's easy for me to say that because i see your work right. and i'm like 
this this is work is worth millions of dollars like that's how i look at your work you know and, and so wow. hopefully that, that'll be Thank you. good for you to maybe instill a little bit of confidence and again it's just from one person but like i know good work when i see it you know I appreciate that. Thank you for acknowledging that. And funny, funny thing you say is uh, the last podcast interview that I had, they said very something very similar. So I'm hearing it from two people. I'm hearing it from my go. family now. Hey, there you go. Hey, listen, so, man, it'll, it'll, it'll get there. It'll get there, buddy. It'll get there, my friend. And, you know, I have no doubt that once, you know, you do get to that next version in your life, that next step that you're, you're going to be successful, you know, because, you know, from what I've learned about you is you are, you are very strategic in the moves that you make, right? You know, I, I know that you are, you know, more introverted than extroverted, which just means that you get your energy from the internal world versus the outer world. But I also know that you typically aren't going to say something and until it's time to speak, right? That's just the, the how sure. you're wired, you know? Um, and I'm the complete you opposite. Have said it. <laughs> I'm the complete opposite though, yeah. because I, <laughs> I talk before I think and you know what I'm saying? And, and I'm, I get my energy from the outer world and from and from people because I'm more extroverted. But again, you know, there's no right or wrong way to be wired. It's just how we're wired. It's just, it's just how you know we were right. made. And so, um, you know, I'm I'm super excited about your journey, man. I, I'm I can't wait to, you know, continue to follow your content. And um, I would love for you to give the audience some some uh, places that they can reach out to you. I know people are going to hear this interview and they're going to uh, really resonate with this with this story. You know, there's going to be people that listen to this that were, were just like you, man. They were they they had a passion for something, and other things got in the way, and they literally let their passion sit there for a while, right? And for you, the fact that now that passion has been unlocked is going to really take you places on your journey. So let the audience know where are the best places to, to reach Jax. Yeah, sure. So I'm on Instagram. Uh, my handle is plastic action. It's all one word, plastic action. Um, you can find me. Uh, I just started on TikTok a couple months ago. So I'm on TikTok, same handle, plastic action. Um, I have a website where you can purchase some of my work. Um, it's uh, plastic action jacks, plastic action jacks, J A X dot com. Awesome. Well, I'm going to make sure that all of that info is down in the show notes so people can uh, reach out to you. I'm sure people are going to get in touch, man, because uh, like I said, your work has, is amazing and I can't wait to see some of the things that you do uh, here in the future. So I really appreciate your time, Jax. Thank you for coming on the Blaze Your Own Trail podcast. Thanks for having me on, man.